festivals. And a lot of you have been asking questions about, well, what are the appointed festivals? Why are we talking about that? The appointed times or appointed festivals that we've been talking about. Well, the first thing we need to understand that the appointed times did not come from man. They came from God. God set appointed times. He set appointments with man. He set times and seasons where he decided that these are times that should be observed for all generations. That means ongoing. Generation after generation should observe these appointed times. God created them. God established them. And God appointed them. And he said they were sacred. So if God says they were sacred, if God established them, then guess what? You and I ought to what? Honor God by observing them. Amen. It is not a Jewish thing. It is not a Seventh-day Adventist thing. It is not some New Age thing. It is what God said. And that is the reason why we do it. So our focal scripture is in the book of Leviticus chapter 23. And actually it's the entire book of Leviticus uh, chapter 23, the entire chapter. But we will start at verse 1. It says, the Lord said to Moses. Now, number one, it says the Lord. So who's speaking to Moses? It's the Lord. Okay? So this is not Moses saying to the Lord or Moses speaking, but the Lord who said to Moses, speak to the Israelites and say to them, these are my appointed festivals. Who's appointed festivals? Mine. Who's that mine? Who's speaking? The Lord. These are my appointed festivals. The appointed festivals of the Lord, which you are to proclaim as sacred assemblies. Now, there's so much in that sentence alone. It tells us who, who is speaking. It tells us what God calls it. And then he goes on to say the appointed festivals of the Lord. And then he gives direction to Moses as to what Moses ought to do. And that is proclaim them as sacred assemblies. Amen. So these are instructions directly from God. Amen. And so the first one we will notice in verse three, it says the Sabbath. There are six days when you may work, but on the seventh day, but the seventh day is a day of Sabbath rest, a day of sacred assembly. You are not to do any work wherever you live. It is a Sabbath to the Lord. Now, we have talked several times about the Sabbath. And um, as you know, we have uh, Shabbat dinners on Friday nights. And really, you're supposed to do them in your home. We're having them once a month in the church as an assembly. But you're supposed to do them in your home within your own family. Because that's the way it's really supposed to be done. And we talk a lot about having a Sabbath rest, having a time where you just rest and come before the Lord, you stop all your work, you put away um, things that will keep you busy and distracted, and you focus on what the Lord is saying to you for you and your house, and you just take a time of rest. That is the Sabbath from um, Friday night through Saturday evening. Amen? And so in Leviticus chapter 23, it goes on to talk about the fast, the Passover it also talks about first fruits, the festival feast, festival of weeks and of trumpets, the day of atonement, the festival of, ter- of tabernacles. And it goes on to talk about all the appointed festivals of the Lord. Amen. But for the purpose of today's message, we're going to be talking about 
three seasons of blessings, seasons of blessings. And now I want you to understand when I say seasons of blessings, I'm not saying that only in this particular time does God decide to bless us. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm trying to get us to understand is that there are appointed festivals with God. There are times that God has set in aside, set aside for you and me. Amen. And these appointed times, God is wanting to do something specific in us. Amen. So the first one we're going to talk about is one, and these are all the festivals that have taken place during the month of September for this year. Okay. And as you know, in the Jewish calendar, it changes every year. However, this particular year, we've had three very important uh, holidays or festivals that you remember. And one was Rosh Hashanah. That means head of the year or uh, a new year. Amen. And so Rosh Hashanah is literally the first of the Jewish high holy days. Amen. And so what we have to understand is like a two-day celebration. And um, it's like a two-day celebration. And it includes, at that time, sometimes people blow the shofar. You ever seen somebody blowing the shofar or talking about blowing the shofar? Well, it's like the beginning of a new year. Amen. The word rosh means head. It's a Hebrew word for head. And shana means year. So Rosh Hashanah means head of the year, okay, which refers to the Jewish day of a new year, okay? Amen. So Rosh Hashanah marks the start of a new year in the Hebrew calendar. It's in the Hebrew calendar. It marks the start in the Hebrew calendar. Rosh Hashanah marks the start of a new year in the Hebrew calendar. And it is a new year for people, for animals, and legal contracts. And um, it, commem it commemorates the creation of man. So why Rosh Hashanah? It commemorates the creation of man. And if you remember going back in Genesis, obviously God created man. Okay? So for six days, God what? He created everything. The heavens, the earth man, the animals, and all that is in it. And on the seventh day, he did what? He rest. Amen. But Rosh Hashanah, new year, it commemorates the creation of man. So why are people observing Rosh Hashanah? Simple. Because we are commemorating the creation of man. Who created man? God. So we are taking that time to commemorate the fact that God is our creator. He created us. And see, there are appointed times in our life. Some people celebrate their birthdays. They celebrate wedding day anniversaries. They celebrate um, the time that they met their significant other, other or loved one. They celebrate the day that they got delivered from a sickness or a disease. They celebrate appointed times or significant times. Well, with God, God said to Moses, listen, these are my appointed festivals 
In other words, these are times that you ought to commemorate, remember, celebrate, acknowledge God for the things that he did for you and your family and generations to come at specific appointed times. Amen. So Rosh Hashanah, you're commemorating the creation of man. You're commemorating the fact that God created you. Amen. What is Yom Kippur? Yom Kippur is the day of atonement. It is one of the holy is the holiest day of the year. And it represents atonement and repentance. Now think about this. We have God. We have the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the son of God and also God. And we have the Holy Spirit. Now, what did Jesus Christ do for us? He went to the cross. He died on the cross. He rose from the dead. And what? That was for our redemption. For our salvation. For forgiveness of our sins. And so now watch this. Yom Kippur, also known as the Day of Atonement, the holiest day of the year. What? It's about atonement and repentance. Why? Because Jesus Christ went to that cross for you and me, died on that cross, rose from the dead. For what? So that we could be forgiven of our sins. And what are the things we have to do? We have to believe in Jesus Christ. We have to repent from our sins. And we have to confess Jesus Christ as Lord in order to be what? Saved, atoned for. Repentance. So Yom Kippur represents atonement and repentance. And how do we do that? How do we celebrate that? A lot of times you do Yom Kippur, you're fasting, you're praying, you're abstaining from certain desires that you may have. Many people refrain from work if they're able to. But it is to signify the atonement for your sins. It is the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed on the cross for you and me. That is the atonement for our sins. And so what better way for us to commemorate what Jesus Christ did than to take a few days and to set aside and to remember, hey, we may have messed up along the way. We made some mistakes all the along the way. Let's come in a place of repentance for our personal sins. I want you to do that. I want you to just close your eyes for a minute and think about some things that you've done that you know weren't right. You know weren't right. And just ask God to forgive you. Say, Lord, forgive me. I messed up. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my sins. I know I've made some mistakes. And I want to ask you to forgive me. That's Yom Kippur. That's atonement and, and repentance. It is also a time to spend an intense prayer. We pray every day. We're supposed to. We pray every day. Many of us pray several times throughout the day. However, this is a time to have intense prayer. And many people dedicate hours to prayer if they can. And they really intense and, and, and have a intensified time of worship and prayer unto God. You know, it's okay. You ever not seen a friend for a long time and you get excited 
when you get the chance to meet with them? So you want to spend all day with them? Or you ever see a family member that you haven't seen in a long time? Maybe you live in two different states. Or maybe you're just so busy you haven't had a chance to see them. You just get excited and you want to spend all day with them. Sometimes you may plan a vacation. And some people just say, I just want to spend all day doing absolutely nothing. Let me just lay around. I work so much. And so you're just intentional about it and you don't do anything. You just lay around. Catch up on soap operas that you've never seen in a while. We have to be intentional about our faith in God and our relationship with God. You ever try to have a relationship with someone and they never talk to you except for when they need something? That's the only time. We ought to be intentional about spending time with God and honoring God for who he is and the things that he's done. You ever give something to someone and they never say thank you? Or they act like they appreciate it when they really need it and then next you know you never see them again until they need something else? That's how we do God sometimes. When we don't observe his appointed festivals, that's how we do God. That's how we're saying to God, God, I appreciate you for creating me. But meanwhile, and we go on with our life, we don't ever come back and say thank you. Thank you for creating me. Now, I may not have everything I want here on earth, but guess what? If God didn't create, you may not have everything you want on earth, but if God didn't create you, you would not be here. You wouldn't have the life that you have. You wouldn't have any life. Same thing with forgiveness and salvation and repentance. If Jesus Christ had not gone to the cross, you wouldn't have a chance at salvation. So Yom Kippur, known as the Day of Atonement, that's why it's the holiest day of the year. The holiest day of the year. Because the biggest thing is to be united with Christ, to be one with Christ, to be forgiven of your sins, to be reconnected with God. Sin separates us from God. That's why repentance and atonement is so important. And now the season that we're in right now, the season that we're in right now, Sukkot, which started on the 20th, and it actually ends tomorrow on the 27th, September 27th. It's also called the Festival of Tabernacles or the Feast of Booths. And during this time, it is to commemorate how God delivered the children of Israel from the land of Egypt and how he protected. It's actually not the deliverance part, but the protection part. How he sheltered them and took care of them and provided for them. Anybody besides me recognize that God is sheltering, protecting, and providing for us? God shelters, protects, and provides for us every day. When do we come back and say thank you? When do we come back and say thank you? So this is a time that commemorates the years that the Jewish people spent in the desert on their way to the promised land. Because remember, God brought them out of the land of Egypt. 
and took them to the promised land. But before they got to the promised land, they spent some time in the desert. And during that time in the desert, guess what happened? God protected them through difficult conditions. He protected them. He provided for them. He sheltered them. And see, many people today, you're going through different situations, trials, tribulations, hard times, sickness. You're going through all kinds of things in your life. But guess what? You're not alone. Why? Because God is protecting you just like he did the children of Israel. So the Feast of Tabernacles is about commemorating that. And the reason why we celebrate it today is not just because we want to say, hey, that was great what God did way back then. No, we want to commemorate the fact that God did that. And he's also continuously sheltering and protecting us. So during this time, a lot of families um, will decorate or they'll build a sukkah. And, you know, it's a lot of fun for the kids and things like that because they think it's playtime. But they're not, you know, when you get older, you begin to tap into the fact that, you know, it's not just a game. It's not just creating a tent on your front lawn or in your house or someplace. It's, it's not just doing that. You're actually representing the fact that God covers and protects you. He provides for you. And not only does he do it for you, but he's done it from the very beginning with the children of Israel while they were wandering around the desert. So that's the reason why we have to understand that these are seasons of blessings. These are ways that God has blessed us, and we ought to remember it every year. You got to remember what God has done for you and celebrate and appreciate what God has done for you because if you can't appreciate what he's already done, how can you ask him to do something else? Amen? It's like that friend or family member. You don't ever appreciate what they've already done, but you want them to continuously do more. Remember, the Lord said to Moses, these are the appointed festivals of the Lord. Every Christian, every believer in Jesus Christ should be observing them. It's not a denominational thing. And why do you see more churches beginning to observe uh, the Jewish holidays, as they want to be called, or the, the feasts, the festivals? Why do you see more churches doing that? Well, it's part of a prophecy. It's part of a prophecy that the church would return to its Jewish roots and the Jewish people would turn to Jesus Christ. But that's what we're supposed to do because we were never supposed to be separate, ever. We're supposed to be one under God. Amen? We're supposed to be one under God. So we have to take the entire Bible, the Old Testament and the New Testament. It's not just what God said in the New Testament that's for the Christian believer. It's not a separate thing. See, the Old Testament doesn't just belong to the Jewish people. And the New Testament belongs to the Christian people. No. God gave us the entire Bible. And he's the same God. Amen. 
He's the same God. And Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen. Amen. I want to read verses, Leviticus 23, verse 33 through um, 44. And we're going to end there because this is important. This is significant that we need to hear that the Lord said. The Lord said to Moses, say to the Israelites, on the 15th day of the seventh month, the Lord's festival of tabernacles begins as it and it lasts for seven days. That's why this year it began on September 20th and it ends September 27th. So on the 15th day of the seventh month, the Lord's festival of tabernacles begins and it lasts for seven days. Remember now this is the Hebrew calendar. The first day is a sacred assembly. Do not re do no regular work. For seven days, present food offerings to the Lord. And on the eighth day, hold a sacred assembly and present a food offering to the Lord. It is the closing special assembly. Do no regular work. These are the Lord's appointed festivals, which you are to proclaim as sacred assemblies for bringing food offerings to the Lord. The burnt offerings and grain offerings, sacrifices and drink offerings required for each day. These offerings are in addition to those for the Lord's Sabbath. Now listen, these are in addition to those for the Lord's Sabbath and in addition to your gifts and whatever you have vowed and all the free will offerings you give to the Lord. So remember now, during these festivals, we're not just to come before the Lord. Because some of you have started to grasp the concept. Okay, we're going to talk about these days. We're going to recognize these days. And we'll do something on these days. We'll come together on these days as a family or as a church assembly. And we, we get it. But some of you have not grasped the concept. Some of you have missed the concept that... We are also to bring an offering before the Lord. We are to bring an offering before the Lord. Let me say it again. We are to bring an offering before the Lord. So it's not just us coming together, building a hut or a tent, a sukkah. Thank you, Lord. It's not just that. We ought to bring a gift or an offering before the Lord. And some of you missed that, so let me read it again. These offerings are in addition to those for the Lord's Sabbath and in addition to your gifts and whatever you have vowed and, the, and all the free will offerings you give to the Lord. So that means that's over and above your tithes and offerings. Amen. So beginning with the 15th day of the seventh month, after you have gathered the crops of the land, celebrate the festival to the Lord for seven days. The first day is a day of Sabbath rest, and the eighth day also is a day of Sabbath rest. On the first day, you are to take branches, and it goes on to how they're supposed to specifically um, at that time do it. Uh, branches from um, lucurant trees, from palms, willows, and other leafy trees, and rejoice before the Lord, your God, for seven days. Celebrate this as a festival to the Lord for seven days each year. Did y'all catch that? It says each year. 
This is to be a lasting ordinance for generations to come. Did you hear that? Celebrated in the seventh month. Live in temporary shelters for seven days. All native-born Israelites are to live in such shelters so your descendants will know that I had the Israelites live in temporary shelters when I brought them out of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. So did you hear that? So that's why the fa families are making uh, sukkahs. I pronounced that word wrong all the time. <laughs> um, they're uh, making them, and, the temp and they're making tents and huts in their homes. That's the reason why they're doing that, because it is to com commemorate the fact that when God brought the children of Israel out of Egypt on their way to the promised land, while they were in the desert, they lived in temporary shelters, and God protected them and took care of them. But notice what God said. Notice what he said. He said, this is a lasting ordinance for all generations to come. So that means that, yes, we ought to still be doing it. And, yes, Jews and Gentiles ought to be doing it. Amen. Amen. So, Father, we thank you for your word that has come forth. We thank you, Lord God, that these appointed festivals came from you. And we thank you, Lord God, for illuminating to us the fact that we ought to observe them. We honor you and we praise you, God. We thank you, Lord God, for everything that you're doing in the hearts and the minds of your people. And we do give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen, my love.